You guys are listening to the Lemon Pepper Game right now. This is one hell of a special episode. We have a special guest on tonight. So uh, sit back, relax, and hope you enjoy. And remember, you're entitled to our opinion. Um, but yes, we do have one um, great episode. This is actually the uh, final episode of our first season. This is episode 15, um, the end of season one. Um, and we're glad to have uh, Josh Hall, the author of Hall Nation. Um, pretty well-known um, young man. So we're glad to have him on. And Josh, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Uh, and we're glad to finally have you in, in-house uh, this evening, um, and we know we have a lot in store. Just uh, kind of go through your background again, and just kind of some of the things and how you um, got into politics, and you know where you are as as an as an author of a book. All right, well, it's great to be with you, Dom and Dimitri and Mike with the Lemon Pepper Gang. So I've been listening to you guys for actually a couple of weeks now since Dom introduced me to the show. So you guys are doing a great job. Oh, thank and you. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed with it, but. Uh, as far as me with politics, so I got into it initially when I was about 17, like right out of high school, and um, really took off from there. My stepdad got me into Rush Limbaugh, and I know Dom and I have talked a lot about him and what he meant to me and to so many people. Um, but I think, like, honestly, like I was telling Dominic, politics over the last couple of years has become, like, more of a mainstream issue in everyone's life. It used to just kind of be if you were a political junkie, you were into it, but now it's like, you can't turn anywhere without something being canceled or something political. So it's kind of mainstream. But like two years ago, I did write a book um, called Hall Nation. And it was like 38. It was called Hall Nation 38 Essential Rules to Live By in Order to Be Happy and Successful in 2019 was the time. Well, it probably would have been better applied to 2020 looking back on it with how rough of a year that was. So that's what I wrote a couple of years ago. And it was about like a 50-page book. It had um, got about like $1,000 worth of sales, did about like... I think I sold about 2,000 copies on Amazon, so I did it all through Amazon, you know, I, I call it Am- Amazcon now, um, with Jeff Bezos running it, so that was a couple of years ago, though, and a lot's changed since then, I think the book actually means a lot more today, believe it or not, than it did then, with everything going on in the world, because everybody just, with all the political correctness, I kind of predicted you could see it coming for years, uh, but I didn't think it was going to get this bad, so it's gotten pretty out of control with everything. And like I said, now you can't even you can't even enjoy a nice uh, Mr. Potato Head anymore without offending somebody. So same, really. I know it's everything, dude. It's everything. Like we grew up with Mr. Potato Head from watching uh, Toy Story and all that stuff. Like still one of my favorite movies, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean it's what it was. I'm trying to think. It was Mr. Potato Head and it was Coca Cola last week, and then this week it's Dr. Seuss. And I'd love someone to explain to me what about Dr. Seuss is offensive because. I still have not picked up on what they're I, even trying to say. I actually saw that he's uh, racist and stuff like that. I don't understand how he's a racist or anything. <laughs> well, I think it's they're trying to go off his views from the 1920s, some stuff that he wrote in his books. Oh, boo Yeah, they have to understand the 1920s was a whole different world. You know, you can't base like the historical standards for what's offensive off today. So they're going off of that and trying. And what I said, I heard on the radio earlier with Bill O'Reilly and Hannity, he said... If it's really that offensive, what they really should do is edit the book out, the parts that people are offended by, instead of canceling all of them. You know, that's what makes no sense or about if, the cancel culture. Or if they don't like the books, don't, don't buy them. them. Yeah, don't buy them or don't read them. 
So it's pretty yeah. much common sense. Don't kill the and, fun for everyone. And as he sent to me the other day, um, and this is true with every single leftist or liberal, or as Ken Matthews would say, leftist. Leftist. Um, so you got this meme that said, and it's Mr. Potato Head, Potato, Pennsylvanians say potato, um, <laughs> tomato, tomato, but it says, imagine being so unhappy with your life that you're offended by a plastic potato. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, we had mentioned this one I just saw from David J. Harris Jr., uh, the Dr. Seuss uh, meme or whatever you want to call it. I, it would be so. This would be completely um, baller if uh, Dr. Seuss himself wrote this, but unfortunately, it's not. But uh, it says, "I will not wear a mat. I will not wear it on my face." I will not wear it in any place. I will not wear it to get in. I will not wear it on my chin. I will not wear it on my ear. I will not wear it out of fear. I will not wear your stupid mask. I will not wear it, so do not ask. And I think that's an incredible illustration of where we're at right now with this this communism. You know what? I think I figured out why Dr. Seuss is offensive. Because he's not wearing pants. Ah, I would explain it. Actually, you would think the leftists would love that. Though, <laughs> oh, yeah, Cardi, yeah, Chris Cardi B is song of the year. And I was going to say. <laughs> you cancel a, a freaking children's book, so. Yeah, you would think, if anything, they, they'd like the idea of somebody not wearing pants because look at who they idolize. But as far as it goes with the, the mask thing, I was telling you about this earlier, Dom. Well, it's like the whole mask thing has become, it's it's a political issue and honestly, they're the ones who made it into one because you had Fauci from the beginning saying don't wear one because it's taking it away from healthcare people. And now you have like everyday people who just blindly follow it. And they, I love how whenever they say trust the science, they never cite any scientific evidence whenever they say that. So, and then, you know, as far as the mask goes, it's like I have always been a skeptic about it from the start. And now you have people like blindly saying what, like two or three masks, right? Is the new thing like? What, and like I, we mentioned about the post office and the one lady, oh, the yeah. woke lady, and then you had a situation, and then it was actually like a transgender person behind the counter, so it was just one big hilarious thing because she's saying, you know, he should, uh, they should be wearing a mask, and meanwhile she's got two masks on, and it's all because she didn't like that particular person because they've done other dealings in the past and yeah, didn't see well, eye to eye. I was saying, like, my Nana is very much like that, where if she's told by one of the, like, Fauci or one of the so-called experts this to is put Betty on two, the bully. Yeah, well, no, not Betty. It's the other one, the other grandma. Oh. So it's my mom's on Betty, and I, Betty's a skeptic about it, believe it or not. But if my mom's mom is told by Dr. Fauci put on four masks, she'll do it without even Fauci's asking their anything. god. Fauci's yeah, their Fauci, god. Yeah, Fauci, and they call us the cult, right? Like, we're the cult, but the Tony Fauci, they literally treat him like he's the next coming of Christ or something, you know? So, I don't understand that for the life of me, how we're the cult. I call them the COVID cult, actually, because if it's not if it's not the masks, you know, it's the vaccine and, and this whole thing being shoved to everyone. And it's also, they're the my body, my choice crowd, like they like to say, but when it comes to vaccines, there's no choice. So, yep. that's the other thing. But with the post office, like you're saying, I was in the post office um, the guy came up to me and he was like, where's your mask? And this was before it was even popular. And I was like, well, I don't, I didn't know I was supposed to wear one. And he's like, well, Dr. Fauci says you are. And I was like, I don't give a shit what Dr. Fauci says. <laughs> he hasn't seen a patient you know? in, in, in eons. I don't even know if he's ever seen, I don't know what kind of doctor he is. I don't even know if he's ever seen a patient because he's an infectious disease specialist or something. And I think he's 82, if I'm not mistaken. And everything he's done with AIDS and, you know. Yep. Yeah. Well, I didn't know like much about. That's joke. the other weird thing. I didn't know much about Fauci until this whole COVID thing came, and then all. And I don't even think a leftist knew who he was. And all of a sudden, he became like a god overnight. But that's my whole point, and that's why I want to come on because this whole thing of like blindly trusting, you know, what you're told by the government, and blindly trusting what you're told 
by these leaders, you know, I think not enough people, especially of our age group, even ask questions anymore. You just kind of accept what you're told. So I think we have to get to a point where we're always questioning stuff. And that's what the Lemon, lemon Pepper Gang's doing a great job of doing, right? <laughs> right, and we, we joked earlier about shadow banning, you know, when we were off air about talking about media. the whole sh- social media shadow ban and why when this is shared, it'll be shared on Gab, Parler, or, uh, you know, and Telegram is one of my favorites, but the only thing is the notifications kind of just blow up. Oh, yeah, I'm not big. I don't think I'm on Telegram. What, what exactly is Telegram? It's kind of like a messaging app. app. So it's almost like you get text message from all your buddies. Like, you know, we got Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, PragerU, Charlie Kirk, um, you know, Pompeo, and the list goes on. And actually, when it was first launched, they had like a contact list of all the conservative voices. And it's unfortunately, it was all the real ones. And of course, not the rhinos. And we'll yeah, get into yeah, that yeah. a little bit later about CPAC and some of the, the um, interesting, you know, turn of events there. Well, I, number one, I just want to say I recommend everybody to get on Gab or Parler. You can follow me on both of them at the Buy Trump Guy is my username. So you can follow me on both because the nice thing about everyone was criticizing Parler because remember the insurrection right on January 6th, the so called insurrection, they said. Yeah. So Parler apparently didn't do a good job like regulating what people were saying. But Parler's whole platform from the start has been free speech. They're not going to get in the way and regulate it. That's what they're doing. You know, they're trying to be like an alternative to Twitter and Facebook. So I'm not really sure like what people are trying to get out of Parler or why they're surprised. But that's their whole business model is allowing free speech. And um, if you don't like it, like we were saying earlier, you don't have to be on. You know, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to be on the platform. So it's not like Parler is coming to your house and demanding that you get on the app. You know, Uh, we're not Dr. Fauci you know, coming at you with a vaccine and saying, put this in your arm. So, you know, it's it's great. That, but I would definitely recommend Parler and Gab. I'm on Gab more, believe it or not. Gab's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a combination of Facebook and Twitter. So that's actually my favorite one. But anything that doesn't, anything that's not going to like censor or cancel what you say, I would recommend going for. And they're out, they're out there, you know, you just have to look for them. And right, so, and, and we talked, you know, we touched on a little bit about, um, Red Robin or Kami Robin, oh, yeah, and, and, and understanding it's a, it's a chain that has um, locations all across the country, which I know they started small, uh, and, and unfortunately we have a very, um, uh, whoever this franchisee owner, if it gets to be out of hand, like when we're seeing, and I, like I, I mentioned, I haven't been on the Google reviews in, in a while, and this is only three months ago, but the list goes on of the, the mask and them wanting to you wear it at the table, and almost in between bites like the one new york uh um gentleman did at his restaurant kind of joking um and it was funny because you know in between bites and that's pretty much what this franchisee and i would like to go after them for freedom uh and say this used to be my favorite restaurant as a kid and now you're turning this into a, a prison to go to eat so um this is uh savannah starter starner shout out to savannah starner um this is incredible, and I'm glad someone stood up to tyranny. Uh, she left a one-star review, and uh, we'll also have the response from the owner here. But she had said, uh, my husband and I were told that they wouldn't seat us without a mask. Both of us have medical conditions that we are not required to wear a mask. I feel that we were singled out. I asked the hostess if they had any mask for us to wear, and they refused to go to look. My husband said that we were never coming back, and they said, okay, good, and I believe it said, stupid manager that I had him running with over uh, this past summer. And it says, that is no way to treat a customer, in my opinion. I'm very disappointed with the way we were treated. If I could leave no stars, I would. I'm not frustrated with the mask policy. I understand why you have it in place. I'm frustrated with the way your employee treated us. 
We were both willing to put masks on, but she refused to go look. And that's crazy. She was even willing to go, you know, or willing to comply. Well, that's an experience I had with Kami Robin, too. And that was a great nickname for us, Kami Robin. But I was going in, and I was picking up an order, a DoorDash. And the order was sitting probably, like, two feet in front of me when I stepped in. And the lady said, sir, you need your mask. So I was like, well, can I just pick up my order, and I'll have it next time? And she's like, no, you need your mask. So Probably the same lady that's Probably, yeah. And I had to turn around and go like 30 feet back to my car just to come back in and pick up an order that's right inside the door. So, uh, and then the bubbles too, you know, all about the bubbles. Yeah, and that's <laughs> outside. Yeah, the bubbles, you know, you go and you see people eating outside. I, yeah, and you're like, um, <laughs> I was talking to another friend. You're inhaling the, the plastic because they have a heater in there. Yep. And, and you're eating. So and it's it just like, looks it's ridiculous, ridiculous too. I mean, when you're, that's like, how, who wants to go eat a business when you pull up? And well, you what do they say? Hey, guys, here's your, here's yeah. your meal. They open the little Like trap literally door. eat it, get a bubble. And I was telling you about, too, the meme that I saw that Marjorie Green shared about. Um, it was kids like at a, it was like an orchestra, you know, and the kids were like inside bubbles with their. And they're back. having to wear their masks outside, too. And we'll get to that in this owner's response. Yeah, I mean. Um, and I don't, like I said, I'm not even saying that it's, I'm not even saying it's Red Robin because I've seen like people commenting saying in Missouri, their Red Robin's not doing that. So it's probably, it's obviously like the franchise owner is the one cracking down on it. It has to be. And, and then um, you had mentioned that and, and, and also there was a college um, football team. They literally cut holes in their masks. Oh, you're telling, yeah, um, you're telling me that. And, and it's ridiculous because, you know, it's, that's how you know it's, with some of the big universities, it's nothing more than compliance at that point. Because here you are with a hole in your freaking mask, but you still have it on. Yeah, the whole and the whole mask thing from the start, like I said, it was never supposed to be something that people were doing. But as soon as you know Fauci started doing it, everyone just blindly followed. I honestly, personally, don't think that a mask has protected a single. And person I wish we could put it on the screen because I have Fauci back in April and March. Putting his arm around Deborah Brooks, touching the soldiers when they went in to, well, for their defense, and then and there he was coughing into his hand. I think recently too they caught him taking it off on the camera when he thought the camera was off. I think I saw. And not only that, was, but you had the baseball game. Just this hypocriticalness um, from him. And uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like anything with the left, though. Like it's you know um, rules for thee, not for me, right? As they as they say, like you're supposed to, you have to obey, but they don't have to follow their own rules. And even like right now with Cuomo, with what happened in the nursing homes. You know, he's going through his whole sexual harassment allegations, and he was one of the, the biggest Me Too guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly, like Bill Clinton. And the Democrats are able to get away with these things, in my opinion, because they make the rules, so they play the whole moral morality police game, so they get away with whatever they want. So, that's the um, Cuomo. The thing is, I like how they can get, the Democrats can get away with anything, but if Trump did this, they would be going after Trump. Maybe like calling, the bad guy. Well, the calling Trump a great the like a killer, because the granny killer. A couple days after Biden got in office, these radical governors like Cuomo and everybody else said it's time to open up and do some, and we've grilled all these people over well, the Well, and I think you'll see over the next few months, COVID's going to slowly disappear, in my opinion. Because like they I think said by June. I'm hearing by June. Yeah, I, I think people are just sick of it. Like, I even was on CNN the other day, and Fauci was on last, I think it was last Sunday morning, saying how we might have masks till 2022. And some of the people yeah, who were left, yeah, because that's leftists, the primaries. The primaries, yeah, primaries. twenty twenty two. Well, the, for the midterms, right? For yeah, the midterms. Midterm. And there was people commenting on uh, even on CNN's page. That they're so tired of it, and this is like you know CNN, so it's obviously left more left leaning people we know. Fake news. So yeah, we have the commie. <laughs> I call it the commie news network or the clown news network. Or but Clinton. Clinton or news network. Cuomo now, right? right now, it's the Cuomo news network. <laughs> it's so, amazing. I mean, you play you on can words. Just fill in whatever acronym you want, but I mean CNN. 
um, they have people now like who are leftists who are even getting tired of the whole COVID thing. So I think the more time it goes on, it's been overplayed in my opinion. And I think they're going to deal with the with the backlash and the. And we're approaching one year of that, and it's yeah. nuts to think. But we have this response from the owner of uh, this Red Robin, still anonymously, because they know they're going to be catching. Is that the name? Or I thought we Tommy, Tommy Robin. Robin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess for our viewers that aren't aware that we changed the name of this. It's got to be Red Robin. Jail right? this yeah. jail food. Yep. Um, so, so it says, hi, Savannah, I can understand your frustration with our mask policy. While we love to see our guests smile, face coverings, which is <clears throat> bull crap, face coverings are now required at all Red Robin locations to keep our guests and team members safe. They must be more worn when entering, exiting, and moving around the dining areas, including outdoor dining areas, but can be taken off while eating and drinking. We ask at the this time that guests who cannot wear a mask call to the restaurant and order, and we will bring the to-go order out to their car. Oh, great, so you can go to their car. I can understand the frustration around this, do, and do apologize for any inconvenience. We hope we will, you will join us again soon. Uh, in case you weren't paying attention there, anonymous owner, they said they're not, because, you know, your establishment is pure communist. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly... I think uh, the whole communist thing, and, you know, you hear people say it, but if you think about it, like, we have moved in steps, like, even as a country, towards becoming that, because, and it all starts out small, like, people don't realize what's happening, you know, you start out with, like, it's called conditioning people, where people are putting on a mask, and you don't even really realize, like, okay, over time, like, what, we started out with something so small. Or two weeks to start the spread. Two weeks to start the spread turn into a year, you know? Yeah. So it starts out with something, like, really small that's reasonable, and then people comply, and they see they're complying, and before you know it, they're, you know, moving the ball down the field. And that's how every, that's how it starts. But as far as, like, the politics today, I've never seen it as divided. And I've never seen it, like, dominating people's lives as much as it is today. It's, like, everywhere you look, you know. So the Woca-Cola thing drove me nuts, too, because it was the whole white people attack the hypocrisy. Had they said any other race, Coca-Cola wouldn't even exist right now, you know. They would right. have been canceled instantly. And, and I just caught this. This is pretty hilarious. This is a funny thing that I literally just caught as I was reading through some of these other reviews. And I have this woke gentleman here by the name of Ralph Spangler who calls himself a local guide. Um, I guess they a all local are. local god or a local guide? One star review on Yelp. He left a five-star review. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, he says... Always awesome. Very impressed with their handling of the... And this is a month ago. So this isn't like March where eh, people didn't know what to expect. But this guy is literally just one of those woke people that loves to just stir the pot and is completely brainwashed and is what you refer to as a sheep. Um, And he says here, always awesome. Very impressed with their handling of COVID-19 restrictions. They wear a mask, clean table before you sit down. And when you leave, bravo. And the owner, stupid as they can possibly be. And I can't wait to meet this person. Um, I think maybe he, they didn't even read the comment because it's clear and it could be just an auto reply. And they said, we're very disappointed to hear this, Ralph, as it falls below our expectations. Please send us your contact with the subject mechanicsburg to social L V R G at red Robin PA.com. And we'll be in touch. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. If you were, if if you were paying attention He's a woke liberal that was commending you on your service. Well, I think they're probably they're probably so used to getting complaints from people too. <laughs> but so that's why he's he's automatically thinking it'll be a complaint. But like what people don't get about the whole COVID thing, like look, Texas and Mississippi just reopened everything, 
And what people don't understand is it doesn't mean that you have to go out. Like if you're if you're in the COVID cult, like I call it, you you can stay home. Like you're not forced to go out to eat. So that's why, like from the start, they should have just allowed people to make their own choice. And I think like people have become so conditioned though to thinking that you know we need to listen to the experts. So there's the bubble. It's just sad to see, honestly. But from the start, that's what it should have been. Like if you don't want to go out to eat, you don't have to. But we're not going to shut down businesses, you know. And we the mentioned the government knows best for its people. Lies, lies, and slander. <laughs> and we all we we mentioned um, you know the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, and then the governor of uh, Mississippi, I believe Tate it is Reeves. Tate Reeves. Yep. And you had posted this on one of your stories. Now they're catching flack. I saw a, a woke um, girl that we had uh, went to school with had posted something. Oh God! Don't um, tell me the name. No, <laughs> we we never name drop. That's one of our rules here on well, the Lemon Pepper Game. you just drop two random people. Personal people in our lives. Um, <laughs> it does not include celebrities because everyone knows who they are and right. we know what they're about. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this more off air. Um, however, this person had said um, they had retweeted something and said something about killing. Um, I actually have it here. Killing trees. Uh, yeah. Something about this is this is murder. This is well, yeah, everything. So you can just oh, here it is. Okay. Yesterday, Houston reported that all COVID-19 strains have been present in the city. Today, the governor of Texas lifted the statewide mask mandate and gave the green light for all businesses to fully operate. The message is death. No, actually, the message is death if you continue letting businesses get run down the tubes. Well, that's the side of it nobody ever talks about is there's businesses that have, like, completely shut down that will never reopen and people who did nothing wrong, you know, like, absolutely nothing wrong, and they're trying their best to comply but they're basically being controlled by these um, health bureaucrats. And they, you know, it's like, what can you really do? Like, I'm following my protocol, but you're still going to come in and, you know, shut me down potentially. And it's the same thing with, you know, even Mississippi now. They're be they're not even putting people in danger because they're not telling people who are at risk, you must go out. It's not being, nothing's being forced. It's being recommended that you be safe. But at the same time, they're saying like, look, we're not going to step in here and shut down your life. Like, you're responsible enough to make your own choice. And we'd be lucky in PA. I'd be shocked. I think that would be the day hell froze over is if we ever got that from Governor Wolf. Because it's not happening. <laughs> like, let's just be honest. That's never going to happen in PA. So we will be stuck in quarantine forever. I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. Like, I, I think wouldn't it's... doubt if we're sitting here five years from now talking about COVID quarantine. As I'm going through more of these... Um... But we need to get Wolf out first, right? <laughs> we need to get I'm Wolf I'm surprised out. he's not out yet. I know. I'm surprised. Well, I think if, if there was an election this year, I think he'd be out. I really do. But he just got lucky that his last election came before COVID. So Cause he can't run again. He's been two Thank terms God. now. I know. And uh, it's funny because I think they're maybe going through and, and deleting some of these reviews. And I wouldn't doubt it. Of course, Google and their algorithm. Oh, yeah. Google's so we have one, one here. Um this is kind of an off-topic one. But it mentions that the server was on dope and heroin and opioids. And was nodding out when trying to seat us. That wait, the server oh, is in like the Red Robin server. Yeah, okay, the Commie oh, Robin God. server was on it's dope. Not, it, this kind of, it's literally like a, our little taste of San Francisco. Yeah, well, the and drug San, addicts. Yep, the, yep. The well, they also say that a lot of I don't know if you know this, but they a side note, but they say that a lot of cooks and restaurants like that are on coke. That's what they say because it gets so busy. You know, they have to be on something to stay up. So they probably I've heard are. that. Yeah, I would not be surprised. But that's copy. That's copy Robin for you. So I'm not one to boycott either. Like we're that's not what we do. We're not the left, so we're not going to sit there and boycott. But at the same time, it's like you want to be able to enjoy a meal without feeling like you're in exactly. prison. So yeah, I'll just choose to go to places that don't do it. Boycotting is, I guess, you know, if you 
go on a big strike. Yeah, yeah. And raise a big stink. But I think it's as simple as patronizing businesses that don't support this way of life. And there's many that I will gladly name drop on air in our local area. Um, Taste of Sicily uh, in Palmyra, Pennsylvania. You have, um, they're probably one of the most well-known ones, and we've ate there. Uh, TJ Rockwell's, which oh, has yeah. always been one of my favorite restaurants as, as of the last four and a half years, and I'm very impressed that they do not enforce the mask policy now. Uh, they've kind of wised up. I'd love to commend whoever this manager is. I'd like to shake his hand. Um, I think they did put their mask sign back up, but kinda it could just be not cool. working, like looking at it. But um, I think they, they joked the one time about moving away from the windows. Uh, I don't know, because it seemed like this person was a little woke. But uh, she was serious, though. And, 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 I was, and we were like, what, is the mask police going to come? Like, yeah, well, I think, honestly, one of the ones that I've had a good experience with around here is Sal's Pizza, like right down the road. They don't even oh, absolutely. any masks at all. They're, you know? they're an amazing You place. can just step right in there, and it's like it's like normal life. And I like I love the people there, too, so I recommend Sal's. How 100%. you doing, bro? Yeah. It's all These the guys. Italian guys, yeah, right? I've been there once, and their cheesesteak subs are out of this world. Oh, yeah, Very the cheesesteak, and they have, they have amazing yeah, we chipotle, too. We were just there last Sunday, actually, for the NASCAR. We picked up two orders, Sal. Yeah. They're cheese special. You got to try it on the Sunday, the nine ninety. I want to promote Sal's, too, because Sal's loves me. Absolutely, love yeah. And that's something we're going to be doing a lot more in season, too, is, is ad reads and promotions and, yeah. you know, giving shout-outs to where we find our information. Um, well, and like I said, the more you guys get popular, though, and I'll be glad to come on any time, but the more popular the podcast gets, the more you have to think about, like, censorship, because that's when they really do it. Like, when you start to get, you know, if you're an average Joe sitting down, in your basement with 40 followers, you're not going to have nothing to worry about. But you start getting up in the thousands of followers, they're going to censor you or right. find some way to deplatform. So, um, well, we're going to stand up for ourselves. Right. Yeah, you got and, to. And, That's what you got to do. And we were talking, yeah. we were right? talking a little bit about uh, <laughs> um, yep. CPAC, and um, one of the big highlights that Trump said was um, regarding the next election is they don't have the chance against me in 2024. Well, um, I, yeah. And I think that was a good, you know, it's kind of making his voice heard. Well, I know he okay. triggered a lot of leftists, too, when he said he's going to beat him for a third time. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. But that's just typical Trump. Like, I mean, you come to expect that from him. But I thought he was great. I mean, I know he, he was definitely more, you could tell he was more on script. And I think he was pissed off, which I don't blame him, considering what just happened with the election. And I also think, like, it was, he was a really refreshing voice with what's happening in America right now. Because... You have someone who's going up and actually, like, speaking about things that you can't talk about, you know, in polite society. Like, he's talking about the whole trans athletes thing. I know he mentioned uh, where, like, you know, men, biological men are going into women's sports and dominating, obviously, because they have the physical advantage. So, I mean, he, he hit on a lot of those cultural things that is bothering people, but it's like, where else do you really turn to, you know, now? And I think people really, I love when he started his speech, he said, do you miss me yet? Because I think everybody does miss Trump. We have like, like three do you hours. miss me? Do you miss me yet? Yep. I thought that was amazing how he started it out. I mean, and I know I miss Trump. I miss, I miss him. I you miss know? you too. I love you. I mean, even if you don't like him as a person though, it's like, like think about how our economy was there. Like we had the gas prices now are up to $3 a gallon. You know, we had record low unemployment for so many minority groups during his presidency. Like, we got a guy in the white like house him. dropping the N word. Yep. Now and we then... do right now. Well, there was video of him too. And I said, imagine if Trump had been caught calling our troops, saying the that. dumb, dumb, dumb you know. bastards. Right. It was. <laughs> yep. So I'll say it if you're not allowed to say it on air. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think free everyone, yeah, it free is. Speech. Yeah. But I think everyone misses him. And like I said, even if you didn't like him as a politician or a person, like 
I think everyone realizes their life was a lot better. Like I live with a man, um, Aslan is his name. He's my roommate and he is not a big Trump guy. Right. But what he did tell me was that, you know what, the four years under him, he was doing really well, like economically and with his job. And he said, well, if it keeps going the way it's going, I might just vote for him again in 24. So he voted for Biden, but he's saying he may vote for Trump if like things keep going the way right. they're going. And he's now. not like a lot of people where I think that not, not, incl- not, you know, him, uh, but there's other people that are very dangerous to the voting to where they say they voted for one person or they say they'd be happy with if both people won. Right. And I, I, I know a lot of people like that, that say like, Hey, um, you know, I'm happy. It's like, they're totally polar opposites. How can you be happy if they vote or if one of the other wins? Because well, you got totally different ends. It's either your four your rights or your 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 four less rights. Well, I don't even think people realize like um, how elections have consequences on your daily life until there's an until like you see a president like Biden get in, and now you see like the gas prices, you know, and you see like men and women sports, and you see you know like how everything's being cracked down on. Some like, of the stupidest, culture. and we touched the, the day it happened. Seems like everything happens on a Wednesday when we film, you know. Yep. The, well, the show it is when he started those. Uh, it was it was after election day when he started those executive orders. Oh, it was instant. It was the first day. I think the, the instant first, executive order. Well, the first one was the Keystone Pipeline, right? It was the first ruining one, jobs. Then, yeah. yeah, like ten thousand jobs in the first day. But like even worse than that, the reason that I definitely became conservative is because I just I believe in free speech and I really do think that you know it's under assault and I think our generation is just so willing to go along with the cancel culture. And, you know, we need more people like our age group who are going to speak out against it. So that's and, my and, whole and take on it. It leads me to the point about the uh, black conservative, and I say that in using quotes, uh, the conservative panel at CPAC that um, was subliminally bashing Candace Owens by comparing her to uh, the Will Smith and the Carlton on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that Carlton can't talk to those in the hood, whereas the Will Smith could. And basically saying Candace Owens doesn't have the black experience. Well, were these people actually calling themselves conservatives, though, that were bashing her? Like, were they call, were they liberals, or were they calling themselves conservatives? No, because they were, they were part of the CPAC panel, and they said black conservatives... And then just kind of went into this thing about, you know, the yeah. black experience. And I think it's because they've been there forever. And when you have people like her and then, of course, Brandon Tatum um, going, you know, getting popular and shooting up the charts, you know, in the last four and a half years, they, they begin to get a little bit inferior of Well, that. I'd like to also say, like, what even is the black experience? Because you have so many different people of every race that have lived a different experience in life. So there really is... I mean, I'm a white guy, so I shouldn't say it, but there really is no such thing, in my opinion, as, you know, a white experience or a black experience, because you don't know what someone was brought up on and how they live. So I find that kind of offensive. They would even say that to Candace Owens. And, you of know, course, there's kinda... LinkedIn's going woke. Uh, there was this, this advertisement now with this. Um, it was part of the Black History Month, and this lady with, like, this, this hairstyle that was like a mile in each direction. Is it Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> Saying about this. Hey, uh, I, I, you know, it was hard for me to start anything. It's like, no, it's not. You apply yourself, you're not an idiot, and you don't want stuff for free all the time. Right. You'll get ahead. Well, sometimes whenever people even put black people in that category, like Biden said something the other week, I don't know if you caught it, it was like yeah, something... Yeah, uh, you can't research vaccines. On the, yeah, uh, something like minorities couldn't research the vaccine, wouldn't have like a computer or something, or couldn't research the vaccine. Uh, and I was like, that's kind of racist the, to even assume that. You uh, know? The like Hispanics a, have more of a charisma. 
Uh, is that what he said? That was another uh, quote. Um, or no, I think it was. Um, then the the then the talented or the that the other Hispanic thing, but I think he said something like the Hispanic community um, is diverse, unlike the black community. Yeah, or yep. something. Yeah, you know? and then so, the other thing about uh, rich kids or or something. The poor whole, kids are just as dumb. smart. As, yeah, poor kids are just as um, something as white kids. I forget what it was. What? Yeah, he said like poor kids are just as smart as white kids or, or something dumb. weird. You know, okay. of course, because. Or the other, his most recent blunder was, uh, uh, he said, "I like everyone knows I like kids better than people." I did see that. I did <laughs> see that. People. Yeah, that's not well, creepy at all. No, that was. And or the video of him during the town hall, he's like, "Sweetheart, what grade are you in?" I didn't see that. That was one I about. Saw, yeah, I saw one about one, uh... going to school, and he's like, "I want my kid to know if they'll be protecting you, sweetheart. I will do whatever I can." Well, I saw the one where he woke up and he, he said, well, he said when he's with his wife, Jill Biden, and he wakes up in the White House, he says, where the hell are we? So I can, I can believe that. There's just countless. And then, of course, there's a, there's a one where they were walking around the yard with their dogs and he didn't even know where he was and someone was calling him out. But there's just, the list goes on. Or if you if you don't know whether you're for me or for, I think instead of Trump, he said chump. Yep. Then you ain't black. And that guy was like, ha, oh, Joe, I love you. Well, I mean, I honestly think that... Yeah, that's that, stupid uh, that you didn't even know what he just said. I think he I think he has early onset dementia. And I, and honestly, I know you can't really, like, say that. Like, it, who knows? I'm not a doctor. But I think, like, there's something clearly going on there. I mean, maybe it's not dementia. Maybe it's just, like, even just, like, a natural aging thing that's going on with him. But there's clearly something. Because, you know, eight years ago when he was in the White House with Obama, he wasn't nearly this slow... And he's definitely struggling, like like cognitively. You have to admit that. So, like, I don't yeah. understand why our media is covering it up like they are, because people can see what's going on. I mean, you know, there's clearly something off with the guy. And I'm not saying for sure that he has dementia, but I think he's slow, a lot slower than he used to be. He was probably so, dropped on his head when he was having sex with his wife. If he can even do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my back. I broke my back. Yeah, I don't even know. That's Sweetheart. not an image that I, that's not an image America should have in their, in their head of Joe Biden. Yeah, welcome oh America. <laughs> America. Use that uh, image however you want. I will give him credit. Though. His wife is pretty. She's pretty good looking for her age. I'll give her that. She is pretty good looking for like sixty or whatever she is. And she, but... Did you see the guy? It was uh, I think the um. Never seen his. I, I did save this. It was on Instagram where the guy did the exclusive interview. Where um, he introduced Joe Biden to his wife, and he had no, I didn't see that. Uh, it was on Instagram where um, this guy Joe kind of moved in, and and this guy was dating at the time was Jill. Okay. Uh, J- Joe Biden, and Joe kind of just moved in and you know made moves and kind of took her away from him and. He's like, Joe yeah. making moves. You wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't picture Joe making moves. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> something I'd love that... to find it. And I wish we could put stuff on a screen to show you guys with the whole Fauci touching the troops. He touched, you know, and then kind of put his hand to his face and just all the things that we find. Well, I mean, Fauci, even even in the case of Fauci, like he's in a tough position because, you know, you're a so-called public health official. But what I don't understand about it is nothing should be mandatory you know i was saying earlier like it's the my body my choice people like nothing should be if someone doesn't want to get a vaccine they shouldn't have to get a vaccine and there shouldn't be like any other questions asked or any pressure like or i saw another woke i saw another woke liberal that said get vaccinated wear your mask so we can get back to live music it's like ah say this uh, yeah but did you understand these venues aren't going to have enough money to even support live shows 
Well, I mean, the, the sad thing is do come back. Yeah, the sad thing is a lot of stuff is never gonna come back. Like especially we were talking about like the Venues. small business. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff's just not going to. But I think like I don't know, but I'll tell you what, man. I think like majority of the population, like even if they won't come right out and say it's just so sick of COVID. Like, it's to the point where people, if everybody, that's the other thing, is if everybody would defy it and everybody would, like, rebel and start going out, they wouldn't be able to do anything. Because the majority of people, I think, are on our side. So, yeah, I really do and think And that. having conversations, and another friend of mine said this, it's, you get your information from talking and getting with other people's views, because the news will push that narrative. Well, we need more, we need more talk radio, and that's why, like, Rush Limbaugh, like I was saying was such a big thing for me because he really paved the way for like talk radio and, and that ties in with what your tribute of rush would yeah be. well it is because it's like you know i didn't know much about him i was a little kid when i first started listening but i didn't really know a whole lot about the guy but you know the more you hear people's stories with him like everyone has their rush limbaugh story when you started listening to him you know and he really did like save am radio and started basically created like a new brand like a new business out of it and I think, like, the important thing about it, not that's not that talk radio's, you know, God or that they're always right about everything, but it gives you, like, at least it gives you another perspective to tune into where you're not watching the media and believing that this is the only truth, you know? Like, you have people out there who kind of, like, go against their narrative. And that's kind of what, what Rush started. So, that's why I look up to the man. I love the man. And I'm or definitely going to miss him. We talked about some of the terrible things that the woke mob was saying like cancer killed the cancer or just you know the list goes on of, of some of the you know hateful things that people have said well and whenever he, to get away with well it. yeah whenever he died it was i couldn't even go on twitter like looking at some of the stuff people said it was just ugly and i i know like like no matter what i think that like when someone dies you're supposed to be respectful like with ruth bader ginsburg she passed away what in august and i didn't like her but i didn't say anything bad about well, of her of course like, all the conser- conservatives that, you know, are more on the rhino side, cow-tailed and said, oh, we didn't see eye to eye, but, um, you know, she was a great woman. Yeah, I mean, I and, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, they, like, with the rhinos, number one, they're always going to, I think they bow down, I think they're afraid of the left, and I think they bow down to the left, in my opinion, because they want to be liked by them. That's just my take on that. But with, like, you know, with her, for example, when she died, I, I wasn't going to say anything bad about her because I don't believe in that, you know. And with the thing with Rush... Um, when I got on social media, the kinds of stuff that I was seeing, it was like, man, what's our culture coming to where like someone you disagree with dies and you don't even got one nice thing to say. If you don't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't even say anything, you know, but you have, I believe in karma too. So you, you got people out there who are celebrating his, you know, death. And I think that that only brings like bad things your way. Cause that's, I don't know who these people are or why you would think that's okay to do, but it's yep. just messed up. And we've, when we've discussed, you know. Even as far as like sports, and that's part of your segment with um, with sports and all that. And you can maybe elaborate on what you're seeing in the NFL, and this kind of ties into Mike's. Are you the sports guy, Mike? You're the Mike's sports, sports guy. Sports. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think uh, you know, and you guys obviously you being in the NFL, into the NFL as well, and following it, you know, there becomes sort of a dialogue and a talking point after the woke extremely woke NFL season that we've had. Yeah, I want to hear what Mike thinks about the NFL, what's going on there with all the wokeness. I haven't been paying too much <laughs> <You> attention. <understand it. laughs> Ever since the Super Bowl ended, 
Yeah, uh, that, was a bad, that was a bad Super Bowl, by the way. That yeah. was a very boring Super Bowl. Yeah. So The Chiefs did not show up at all. No, well, their offensive line was banged up, too, I know. They had like, those two guys out. But, I mean, honestly, with the NFL, and I've been a fan of it for years, but I think it's becoming – I think um, the left is kind of hijacked. I think it's becoming – and you're a fan, too, so you would know. It's not the same league it was 10 years ago. You no. can't even hit people anymore, you know, <laughs> without a penalty. <laughs> like, you hit Tom Brady, and there's a 15-yard penalty, you know. Very much. Like, you can't – you know what I mean? And it's like – I think a lot of people tune into that stuff, and I was saying, I was saying this earlier with how politics has taken over everything. A lot of people tune into sports to get away from it, and now yeah. you tune into sports, and it's right there in front of you. So, or ESPN. ESPN. We've had conversations with other friends that it's now a news source, and same with the Weather Channel. I, I get notifications I, I all the time. Weather, yeah. Notifi- weather Channel, vaccines, Fauci. It's literally becoming another CNN. Is weather racist? Is weather racist now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. If or, weather, if if weather goes, if there's a rainstorm in like a black majority let's city, let's see. Wait, let's see what the top now. post is on, uh, like the Weather Channel. They had something about Fauci and vaccines, and it's literally yeah, become a news channel. Weather. That's crazy. It has to do a lot with it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Oh. So they think it has something to do, and of course. What they propagate is Dr. Fauci says that rain is racist now and rain spreads COVID because it doesn't wear a mask. Well, you got to wear your mask in the rain now, too. <laughs> That's his next thing. Right. So it's it's gotten ridiculous. And one thing we've touched a lot on in season one and kind of doing just a, a review on it is uh, electric cars and the, the globalist agenda. And you've had several electric yep. cars. Well, that you're into discussed. cars, Dimitri, right? Like that's one of your big things. Yep, is cars. And um, I mean, I talked about how uh, Ford's going with changing the Mustang up to a electric SUV, which I think is stupid, ruining the name of a great pony car. Iconic brand. And uh, General Motors is thinking about turning the Corvette, the C8 Corvette, into a hybrid SUV. Which I think it's stupid because Corvette's been around for 53, 1953, yeah. And uh, it's just like, why would you ruin a perfectly good, awesome American icon that a lot of car enthusiasts, well, American car enthusiasts uh, would say was the best, one of the best cars besides Camaro to be ever made by a GM. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know I've always been a Ford guy. Like, I've always liked American cars, but I don't know much about the electric car push other than I think... The and I know who... Biden and, 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 of course, you know, it's, it's not, not even so much Elon Musk, which is the crazy thing. But, uh, you know, Bill Gates and just, you know... He has my respect. I got to give him that. Bill Gates. He's a, no, uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Elon, Elon, oh, I like Elon course, Musk. Yeah. I do. I because, do like him. Yeah. He's smart. He, he has everything going for him, but come on, Tesla's. He, Okay, I understand they're super fast. I'm glad he's not part of the like push. That. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, he, you know, but, moved uh, to well, Texas. He, and He just became the world's richest man, I think. He passed Bill Gates, I'm pretty sure, not too long ago. Was it Bill Gates? No, Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry. It was Bill Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. I can't believe anybody would pass to Donald. Yeah, well, I mean, Donald, if that's the other funny thing is Donald, when you look at him... On a scale compared to some of these billionaires. He took a hit on his income because of being a president. Yep, he took about a, a billion dollar hit. Why I would think, you do you know? that? You know, it's like if people worth, that don't even care about it, look at the rationale. Like, well, I was saying about billionaires too. Um, the left, remember, like you always hear AOC saying billionaires shouldn't exist, but then when Bill Gates says something, they're going to do it. So like they're going to take, you know, Bill Gates told me to get the vaccine, so I will, but then they're also saying billionaires shouldn't exist, but they're praising him. So... 
that's another thing. But I mean, like with the electric car push, I, I don't know if you guys know John Kerry. Like the he's like the climate czar. I think is Biden no. named him no. or something. Yeah, yeah, he's doing. He's like out there in his private ran for jet. president in two thousand four. Yeah, lost to um, Bush, I think, in the reelection, but. He's like flying his private jet all around the world, and then he's lecturing everybody else on carbon emissions, you know. And then he's putting out, he's doing his fr- his private jet thing, and then he's wanting everyone to go to electric cars. And I'm just like, well, why don't you lead by example, man? Like it starts at the top. So that's the other thing is the so-called leaders aren't doing what they tell the us. Carbon to do. emissions, yeah. You know. Yeah, and and I feel like there's almost going to be a way at some point with the electric cars to track. It's like well, they already do. They but. said that oh, with the vaccine. Didn't they say that with the vaccine that there was some tracking device? Absolutely, or and were were also the altered uh, the altering of DNA, and a lot of people reported across the globe, not just here in the U.S., that are <sighs> passing away from it. I heard that on Ken Matthews today. Ken was talking about that. There was someone. Um, I don't remember if it was an elderly gentleman, but he got the vaccine, and a few weeks later, he was dead. And they said that it's the vaccine directly correlated to it to his death. So, it's and you not won't proven. hear that. No, and you won't hear that in the media. But I got I got my flu shot last year, and I got sick when I got mine done. Absolutely. So I won't get them I, done because of that anymore. I was a kid, you I know, never, in school. I never got the major shots. I never got the flu shot. I never got the mumps shot or whatever. And guess what? I'm not getting the COVID shot. Yep. I'm like, and probably same I don't goes like for shots. you as well. Yeah. You never got any. I don't like needles in my arms, so I'm not. And that's your, that should be your choice, you know? And... Like, I live with, I was telling you about Aslan, the dude I live with, so I, I have not met a single, now he's a black dude, I have, I have not met a single minority who believes in the vaccine or will get it because... Except for um, those woke ones, like well, the post yeah. office lady. Right. <laughs> but I have not met a single, and there's some, uh, there's something that happened years ago, they were doing, I forget what disease it was, but they were doing, they were telling minorities that, I think it was, um, a, I forget what it was, but they were telling minorities that... If they got the vaccine, it was like a cure for the disease. Well, what they were really doing was they were comparing how it affected blacks to whites. So they were they were conning, you know, the black population. So that's why a lot of black Americans, like, won't get it. Like, Wendy Williams just came out and said she's not going to get it. So that's I think, great. yeah, I mean, that's their choice, you know. And the whole thing about it, like, the more that Fauci shoves it in my face, the less I want to get it. I'll tell you, <laughs> like, the more I hear of that guy get the vaccine, the less I want to get it. So we need to put Tony Fauci in a lockdown for a year with a, make him wear a mask the whole time. Well, I'm not getting it because I'm getting tired of hearing COVID this or that. So the more I hear about COVID, the less and less I wanted to get it. Right. Well, or, it's kind of like re- you want to rebel against it. You know, you don't want to go along but with it. You're going to love this story, Josh. So I was at a friend's house, uh-huh. not, not name drop, dropping. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. Go home. You're drunk. And uh, <laughs> we're just sitting there talking. And I was with my dad because my dad's also friends with this guy. And we're just talking about COVID. He got on top of COVID, the vaccine. He was like, so, Dimitri, are you going to get the vaccine shot? I'm like, no. He's like, how come? I'm like, well, first off, I don't, I'm not taking this whole COVID thing seriously like everyone's saying. And then he was like, you're saying it's not real? I'm like, Dude, no, I didn't say that. I'm saying I'm not taking it as serious like everyone should. The masks are not helping. He was like, oh, the masks are definitely helping, blah, 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 blah. All this bull, feeding me bull crap. I'm like, dude, this has a 99% survival rate. And with the vaccine, you have a 98% of... 95, actually. 95% survival rate. I'm like, I have a better chance of surviving 
this without the vaccine. Your metabolism and immune system. All that. Yeah. And uh, he goes, he goes, well, I think anyone who doesn't want to get the vaccine is foolish. He was like, I just lost two of my neighbors. Yeah, and then they'll pull that card. Great, I, I that's his opinion, though. They're great argued, friends yeah. of mine, and they die from COVID. And, and I, I argued I'm, with I'm a lady who... Hear, hear that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm not getting the vaccine. There's a lady at another local restaurant where I argued with her because she'll go around and touch everybody in, in the whole area, even when we were in the tents. Hmm. And then when even uh, going in and... Uh, you know, saying, oh, you guys should have your masks and all this. Oh, my friend just died of pneumonia. And it was like, I was like, you just said it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> don't even say any further. You just admitted that you were trying to make a, 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 a point and, 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 and try to curtail it. But you literally just admitted, you know, what your friend. And I said, I'm sorry that the hospital lied to you about your friend. Well, I, I'm not denying your experience, but I'm literally saying it to you right now. Yeah, because a lot of the people that I COVID. yeah a lot of the people I talked to who work in hospitals said like they weren't seeing the so called like skyrocketed death rate you know and like they weren't the hospital wasn't really overwhelmed when you were being told that it was like a lot of the actual nurses said that so there was they were blaming if you would go in in a car accident and die from your injuries and you had COVID like in your system they were saying that was a COVID death so like, like everything was COVID my grandfather just passed away and I said so help me God if if I see it there's COVID. Yep. Heads will roll. Yeah. If you consider it to be COVID, that's the end. Well, you know, another thing is this year with the flu, they, the flu deaths were like almost unheard of this year. Like there was like no flu deaths at all. So they were, in my opinion, they were like, if you, if you died of the flu, they were just saying COVID. You know what I mean? Like it was, yep. and it was all, and it was all a push in my opinion. At first it was a push with the election. And I think now that the election's over, it's a push of, of, um, democratic control personally so because the more the higher the death toll the more fearful people are and, 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 go, and going to sporting events we talked about Fauci with baseball and then uh, I, but I, I, he's got that smoker's voice oh uh, yeah well he probably maybe he smokes a pack a day right <laughs> the only, I, I had my mask on I do yeah. have to say this though one, one good thing about Biden is he, he has a 67 Corvette Stingray I did see that. I actually saw that. Yep. <laughs> he was on the Jay Leno show. And you could appreciate that, Jim, right? Because you're a big car. You're a yep. big car fanatic. Yep. <laughs> That's we can't we can't trash Biden the whole time. Right? We have to find one good thing. And I said his <laughs> wife was hot, thing. so we found one thing, right? We found one. I found one thing. Yep. He likes Corvettes. And you know what? That, that's that makes you better than better than the Democrats because you think they'd find one good thing to say about Trump? Come on, they can't even they can't even oh, say they, one they, nice they thing. They liked about him back when he was. They were writing rap songs about "Won't well, be like Donald Trump." Yep. Be my Make I mean, the I, money. Fuck Donald Trump coming straight from the underground. <laughs> <laughs> was that Mac Miller? I think we're. Or no, he he had a Donald Trump rap song that he wrote, but there was an F Donald Trump one too. Even back in the nineties, the rappers like, I want to be like Donald Trump, Donald yep. Trump. Oh, I thought rappers back in the nineties was like, Yo, let's smoke some cocaine, fuck bitches. That might have been a part of it, but of course, when you talk about rich and money, money, money. Yep. When you think of money, he's one of the first people who pops into your head. Money, 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 money. Yeah, and there's actually on YouTube these people did a. Video comparing tr- the cars Trump had and what cars Biden had, and like Trump had a uh, I want to say like a 1990 Lamborghini Diablo and all this, and of course they brought up the Corvette for uh, Biden, 
And I thought it was pretty interesting uh, the two, uh, they're two completely different, uh, well, obviously two different people. One's yeah. actually smart and knows what the hell they're doing. The other's just, Brain well, what am I doing? Yeah. The other he, one just, he's just there. He's just there. <laughs> and they have like he's there and he doesn't even know it. Completely different you know? taste in cars. See, I think uh, personally, I think that's one thing about you, Dimitri, that's awesome is that you have a sense of humor. Because on Facebook, when I'd be battling with all these libs, Dimitri would always come in and just write some goofy comment that had nothing to do with it, but it lightened the mood, you know? Right. Like, we need more of that these days. Everyone's so gung-ho and uptight about everything. So we need to keep our sense of humor, well, too. Well, like, I think I put, like, it's the aliens. Yeah, it would always be something like that that would just lighten the conversation. Or, oh, like, I like cheese. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, that's why we have Jim here, right? <laughs> that's what Jim Carrey is. I was oh, hoping yeah. what someone in the comments would say, uh, okay. Yeah. I remember I A said something, mark. and some guy was like, coming from the guy whose profile picture is his car, I'm like, okay, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in Facebook anymore, Facebook's just like a toxic, toxic place. Like, I boycotted it like three months ago. I'm not on there anymore. And I actually said See, I don't it's, believe it's in okay boycotts. it's okay to boycott. I yeah, mean, I mean, I said I don't believe in it, but I won't even say I boycott. I just got off for my own personal reasons. It wasn't good to be on there anymore. It was too, just too negative. And, you know, people, was, as Dominic would say with their, what's the word you always use? Um, it's a word like whenever, virtue signaling, you say, yeah, right? Virtue signaling. Yeah. Oh, that's was, what Facebook is. It's just a bunch of virtue signaling. You oh, know? I thought you were going to say moyoyoys. Moyoy. Yeah, that's metal, right? Heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, uh, or, um. And he always had to do the cutting motion. <laughs> because in Moyoy, we responded because it sounds like every metal song they go, Moyoy, and there's actually a song goes a punk goes pop cover of Beyonce's Drunken Love where it literally starts off the song by going Moyoy. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the the um, Jekyll and Hyde by uh, Thousand Foot punk, Five Finger Death Five punch. Finger Death Punch. Good song. He goes Moyoy, like Jekyll. So he actually yeah. comes out and says Moyoy. Basically, I was like, there's two songs, and I had the guys. Place I used to work, they were rolling because I I would say that, and then he heard it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He actually straight up and said then, it uh, with Three Days Grace Riot instead saying "Let's start a riot." You hear them saying "Let's start a riot." Let's start a riot. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Okay, yeah. I'm surprised that that song wasn't played at the riots over the summer. Oh yeah, sure, I was gonna say yeah, they probably it was. Don't. Well, yeah, honestly, Jim, blasting. you gotta you gotta be careful what you say there. They're gonna cancel you. So, oh yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? They can eat my ass. How about that? <laughs> oh my! No, they're God. never gonna cancel Jim, right? <laughs> nope. If they have a problem with me, they can come say it to my face. I like I that. Have, I have a problem with you. Get the hell out then. I don't want to. Wait, so you guys are the Lemon Pepper Gang, right? It's yeah. called. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get your name? Like, what's it based on? It was on uh, election lemon night. Put the pepper on it. Lemon we actually pepper. did a. We were going to post this. We need to do more video stuff. And that's one thing we're going to transition to try to do more in season two, of course, with, you know, some microphones, some new technology. Um, camera. Um, yeah. And hopefully some, some we more need a visual camera stuff. Guy. Some more visual stuff, but well, we're, we're going to do more videos, and we had a video of us literally dumping pepper on a lemon and then eating it, okay. which was one of them. But it started on election night, uh, and it was just a joke. It was just like, hey, lemon pepper, and then we did a, we did a pilot episode, just kind of like a trial, and, and one of the, the first blunders that was funny, and we stayed on it for a while, is the green pepper. He said, "Welcome. We're you're listening to the Green Pepper, and you're like, what the Green Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I think you guys should keep going with it, and I'd be happy to come on any time because I, 
I will support any platform that allows anti-politically correct speech. So I like that. And also, I think it's important, like, with everything going on in the country, we just need people who are going to speak their minds and not be afraid of the mob. So absolutely, I will and gladly come on again if you'll have me on again. Absolutely. And we I love, think... We love having you on, dude. Yeah, I always yeah. love being with Jim and Dom and everybody and Mike, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hell and, yeah. Um, Party in the USA. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. and it's been a great... It's hard to believe we're 15 episodes. Let's get in. drunk. Let's get drunk. I got the natty daddies upstairs. <laughs> Let's go. Um, and, and we're coming to so a close. Uh, <laughs> oh. We're gonna um, do a. It's it's um. Come on, Joe. Get it out. Yeah, I would joke about myself, but I'd be reading an article or doing some sort of reading. I would stumble or something. I'd say Joe Biden. That's what I, I do. I'd like say a Joe having, Biden. Having a Joe Biden moment. Yeah. Um. But again, we, we thank you guys for joining to um. You know, season one. Normally, season it's weird that you thought it would be a year. Does a season be you know become a year? But the more we got experience, we kind of started learning more about it. Um, but again, we thank you guys for tuning in to this season, this episode. Uh, again, thank you, Josh, for coming on. It's been you know an honor to have you on. And um, as always, and we collectively say, don't live in fear. This kind of goes back to you know starting about um, COVID and everything else. And, um, just the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing is, um, you know, don't, don't live in fear. And, um, as always, you're entitled to our opinions. opinions. Thanks for having me, Dom. It's been an honor, everybody. I had a lot of fun. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Let's get out. This is one of the Thank you guys for listening to Season 1 of the Lemon Pepper Gang. You can be sure to join us at the start of Season 2 beginning next week. And we'll have a whole new lineup and a whole new look to the Lemon Pepper Gang. So be sure to tune in. And as always, subscribe to us wherever you find your podcast. And we'll be sure to see you guys next week's first episode of Season 2 of the Lemon Pepper Gang.